Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Today we're going to be talking about episode 6 of Defenders. Ashes, ashes. So uh, prepare yourself for spoilers. We're going to do a spoiler alert in 3, 2, 1. Electric killed Alexandra. What the... You and know. took over the hand. Yeah, that was crazy. That <laughs> was so nuts. Oh my god. I, I did not expect it at all. Like I was just expecting 0%. the episode I was expecting the episode to end on like Electra jumps out the window with Danny. And like that's it. That's right. all I was expecting. Credits right there. And then it was just like there's more? What? Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect her I just didn't expect that at all. It was crazy. Uh, so they have completely, completely misdirected me. I just wasn't... I know in comics she leads the hand, right? She did at one point, yeah. Yeah, so like, I know that was a thing in comics. Um, and I just didn't... Uh, I just didn't expect it, at least not now. I don't know. I just th- I thought... Like, <laughs> they keep doing this to me. The Netflix universe <laughs> keeps doing this to me. Uh, they keep telling me who the bad guy is and, and setting him up as this amazing bad guy, uh, like Cottonmouth, for instance, or um, or uh, who who else is kind of like transitioned that way. Um, anyway, they keep setting you up with who the bad guy is, and then just taking that bad guy away and replacing him with someone else completely. <laughs> well, they did that with um, Daredevil season two. They went from it being all about the Punisher to being all about the Hand. Yeah, for sure. And they, they kind of did that with season one, too. It was like the Russians for the first like few episodes, and then it kind of trans transferred into being about Kingpin, even though it already yeah. was. Well, and Kingpin, Kingpin pulled an Electra and took out the bad guy you've been following. Yeah. Um, so... I, I love Sigourney Maybe Electra pull a, a kingpin. Right. Sigourney Weaver was amazing uh, this whole season. And that last scene, when she was really going off, that's when she really let herself go uh, emotionally and just, just yelling and, well, you have underestimated me. Uh, you know, all the stuff. Uh, and then she's just dead. <laughs> I just did not, didn't expect it. And Electra's using those sighs, which isn't that comics appropriate? Yeah, yeah. She like she kept looking at the sigh in every episode that or every time that she walked through the, the armory or whatever. Yeah. She kept looking at the sigh and like you know, it was a little nod to us, but it's definitely like a, a call out, just like she's going to get those and that's that's gonna make her remember everything is having those sigh again. Yeah, that was that was so cool. And then she straight up cuts her head off. Yep. And then like looks at everybody. You follow me now. Any questions? Yeah. Like, oh, she's not going to be controlled. Um, <laughs> which we've known. We've known. We thought. I thought she might be drifting back to this good side of good, but that doesn't sound like the thing at all. She's just uh, drifting back to her own sense of agency. But really, she was never necessarily a good guy. Um, yeah. She was always an element of chaos in Matt's life, and now she's got whatever the black sky has done to her, um, whatever this this power is, she's also 
seems to be uh, she still seems to care about Matt, which is good, but she's uh, you know evil. It seems like <laughs> more so than in the past. But in the past, she seemed a little chaotic, but not so evil. Yeah, and like when uh, when when Matt and Jessica are running in while you know she fights Stick and. Oh, that was, Matt's that was running up crazy like something bad is happening and Matt gets there and she's like Matthew it's good to see you again and then right as Jessica walks in stab sticks dead yeah just crazy. nuts it's like she, you, at once Matt realizes oh she's in there and Oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. She's in there, and she's also evil. It's like it's not one or the other. And a lot of in a lot of these kinds of stories, you you realize the the per, the original person's still in there, and then their good starts to show. It's like in this in this case, we found she's still in there, and she's evil as crap. Oh my gosh, um, I have a hard time not cursing this episode. It's so shocking. Uh, we, 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 we we curse occasionally on the show, but we don't. We try not to. Uh, and I'm like, I keep wanting to say uh, expletives because it was so shocking. Um, okay, so let's talk about the rest of this episode. Um, we, we we had a little bit of a division in our group. Yeah, we got the uh, the great scene or the great shot from all the trailers where everybody's flying back, and we find out that it was an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. Yeah, and pretty much just like when uh, Thor laid the hammer down on Cap Shield. Oh yeah, level the forest. That's right. Yeah, um, I yeah loved I loved that uh loved that we got a little fight and it was different than most. Um, a lot of these hero fights they always start by uh, a lot of these these sort of team ups in in all kinds of comics as well as uh, as well as the movies they always start with them kind of at each other's throats because they're just. They're just fighting. I don't know. They, they, it's, it's like the default is just to fight someone you don't understand for a lot of heroes. Yeah. And in this case, they actually started with a big that big hallway fight, fighting together, and then it uh, and then it it devolved. It, it devolved from actual like they actually had purpose in why they ended up fighting each other. It was nice. It was obviously fun to see Iron Fist fight Daredevil. That's just that's just fun to watch. Yeah, that was really cool. It all just felt earned. Like their their animosity toward each other yeah. felt earned. Well, rather, Danny's animosity toward them and their wanting to just like just to contain him, just to like hold him for a little bit and like keep him off the streets. Like all of that just felt like it felt logical. It felt earned. And we haven't even discussed the fact that Stick died this episode, which is it's 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 just showing you how big of a deal this things happen this episode that we haven't even discussed Stick's death. Um, like I feel like both sides lost the mentor, you know, like yeah, uh, both sides lost the oldest warrior of their of their team. Um, I knew me 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 and my girlfriend were watching, and we both uh, looked at each other and like. Why didn't Stick try to kill Danny? Like as soon as he finds out that, that the hand wants Danny, I don't understand why Stick didn't just kill Danny. He's killed children in the past for the same reason, you know. Yeah. Um, and so we were not surprised at all when he like knocked Luke out and tried to kill Danny. That was just that. That was I honestly expected Stick to do that in the first ep, first shot, first scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> after after he realized they realized that he's the he's the key or whatever. Like just makes sense that Stick would want to kill Danny. 
I guess and maybe I he was holding, holding out to a, a moment when he didn't have all these defenders around. <laughs> yeah, he wanted no one to defend him. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, whenever whenever Stick was in the same room as as Luke just reading the paper and Stick was like doing all the meditating and everything, I was like, "What are you doing, Stick? What are you? What's your what's your game here? What's your plan?" I don't... Mm-mm. I don't trust it. I don't trust you back there. Luke, watch him. <laughs> but then Luke and Danny got to have their, like, you know, becoming buddies moment where Luke starts to finally open up to the mystical stuff and Danny realizes just how goofy it sounds. Because, when, like, when uh, when he asked, what's you know, what happened between you and Jessica? And he was like, you know, we had a moment. And then we went, you know, our paths... Like, we went our separate paths. He was just like, oh, you're sounding like me now. Mm-hmm. I just, I love, I love their team up. I love them. I love them together. Yeah. It's definitely good. Um, I, I still, I don't think I feel the same affection. Like, I want to. I really do. I still kind of hate Danny this episode. Um, no. The way he fought... Uh, fought against them. I just was wanting them all to kick his butt. Like, I didn't have the whole, like, oh, I see both sides of this argument. I just kept wanting them all to, like, just beat Danny up <laughs> in that first scene. Um, That's rude. I don't know. I just still don't. I still don't. I just, uh, his reaction, Danny's reaction, uh, was a little just just overreacting. He, he just overreacted to them wanting to keep him safe. <laughs> from the hand. I understand that would mean sidelining him, but like if you're the thing they want, you can't let them get their hands on it, and he just um, you know balked at that. And I understand, I don't know. And it, his, his argument seemed flimsy for reacting yeah. the way he reacted. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I still see it as, like, he's immature, and he hasn't quite grown up yet, and something in the series is going to make him grow up and and finally be the character that I know that he is and that I know that you're going to like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, totally. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, that could happen. Totally happen. I mean, no, it may. It may, it may, it may, it may that they develop, maybe they develop him, but they've waited a little too long, I feel like. Like they <laughs> they let me build up a lot of animosity toward Danny, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like I don't really. I was like, man, how great would it have been if Stick had just killed Danny, and the next season we get like another Iron Fist, <laughs> just like he passes it on. Yeah, yeah. Whoever someone else fights the dragon and becomes the Iron Fist. Maybe Davos. I liked Davos. <laughs> no, Davos is Steel Serpent. He can't can't do that, man. I'd be fine with it. Sometimes you gotta roll with the punches. No. And the no. punches in this case is they did no. a bad job of setting up the character of Danny Rand. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Uh so how about uh how about Daredevil or sorry, Matt Murdock, because he wasn't in costume. That's right. Matt Murdock's Amazing investigative nature leading to the piano. Was it the? Uh, it sounded like he was playing the Defenders theme on the piano. I don't think it was, but it definitely sounded. Actually, I think it sounded more like the Daredevil theme. It definitely had. It was. It was similar musically. I don't think it was either. Either of those themes. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, I thought that was a little weak, honestly. Like 
the fact there wasn't really that much to um, him going over to the piano was kind of weird. <laughs> I knew when he did it, I was like, "Oh, there's gonna be something in the piano." Yeah, um, and, and I was like, "Well, that just was kind of a leap, though. Like, it was kind of a weird thing for him to do if there wasn't something in the piano." Yeah, <laughs> like especially when uh, he just kind of out of nowhere is just like, "Yeah, I learned some piano as a kid." We're like, "You did? How? When? Just wanted to when make did him we all know the, that? We just it just wanted to make him all the more sexy, you know? Just right? Like, just wanted the, the us viewers to find Matt Murdock even more sexy with that piano playing." <laughs> <laughs> a blind pianist really really yeah it's been done I like Simpsons it. did it <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> it's just true to life you know uh, there's a lot of blind piano players uh, there's particularly a lot of blind piano tuners did you know that oh yeah yeah because they can uh, yeah. they, they, they have a better sense of hearing so they can tune piano as well it's kind of awesome that was it was in a movie. Morgan Freeman was a blind piano tuner. Oh yeah, in a movie. I don't remember what movie that was. Oh my god, that's beside the point, though. We get off get off topic. Get indeed, off topic. indeed. Let's stick to, let's <laughs> stick to defenders. Uh, I feel like I mean this this episode so many big things happened that I'm, I'm I know there's a lot of little things that we didn't touch on. Um, we 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 explore Midland Circle a little more. Um, we know something is at the bottom of the hole. I feel like everything they they found out this episode in their investigations were just kind of obvious. Like, even if I hadn't known all the stuff Alexandra had been talking about, about a door and a key and all this stuff, uh, I still just, like, they need him to open something. They, they already decided that based on uh, kind of flimsy evidence. They're like, they need him to open something. Okay, what is that? Uh, well, it's probably at that bottom of the big hole that you saw, you know, like it just seemed, yeah. that all seemed pretty logical, and the fact that they had to go and like find architecture plans to figure that out was kind of dumb I was like, of course that's what it is well, Daredevil didn't know that there was a a massive underground cavern at the bottom of the hole like a big dome is what they were saying yeah, but I feel like it just seemed seemed kind of obvious that it was somewhere down there um, yeah, I mean, it's got, there's got to be something down they, there. They built their they built their headquarters on top of a gigantic hole that Daredevil couldn't find the bottom of with his ears. So, like, something's going on. Something's going yeah. on down there. <laughs> there's something shady down there. And I'm thinking it's it. And I think you're right. We talked about it last last episode, uh, but I'm pretty sure you are correct. It sounds like it's the entrance to Kunlun. Oh yeah, Kunlun. secret back entrance to Kunlun. Yeah. Like at first, I was like, "Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a little it's a little bit of a long shot, but you know it could be." And or, now I'm like, "Oh no, it is." <laughs> and uh, I, I never, I didn't realize that Danny thought that they destroyed Kunlun. Yeah, I that was I never was even not... on my mind. I know he was upset because it disappeared, but I guess because I, maybe it's because from comics knowledge, knowing that it disappears and reappears. But I feel like he should know that. Um, yeah, I, at the end of Iron Fist, it looked like it was like all of the buildings were literally just not there. Yeah, like, it was not like rubble. Wiped. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a pile of of rocks, and and he was like digging through it, like, oh, where's my master? Oh no. It's just gone, which to me uh, means it's been transported to either another dimension or to deep under New York, possibly. 
<laughs> possible just, that it's, I, not, it's not an entrance to Kunlun. It's possible that Kunlun is just at the bottom of the hole. No, I mean, Kunlun, it, because of its nature, just disappears to a different plane no, I for a while. I understand that in the comics, but if that's, as far as the comics, according to so, according to Danny Rand, that's not the case. At least that he doesn't know. He doesn't know shit. Well, in the comics, isn't it that it disappears and uh, like it, it disappears to another plane, and then it only appears every certain amount of time, like every seven years or something like that? Isn't that right? Uh, it's every ten years it it reappears on this plane or it has a an entrance to this plane, right? So, so but it can be gotten to. It just seems like Danny would have known that, you know. You would think, uh, but it, maybe he just like happened upon that day to see that bird. He's talked about a bird flying down, um, and he was like, "Oh, I see that I can get down." It just seems like that whole thing alluded to me that he knew that Kunlun disappeared to another plane. Um, but anyway, it's all kind of just muddy, and it's like they don't want to get into the other plane stuff. But I guess they're gonna, we're going to find out, because there's either an entrance or some way to Kunlun at the bottom of this hole. <laughs> well, this is the first uh, the first episode where they finally like admit about Iron Fist. Like, yes, he did defeat a dragon and then plunge his fist into its molten heart. Like they're they're slowly opening up about all of the crazy out there things that Iron Fist has in his right. uh, well, in I his mean, mythos. They, they talked about that in in the show in Iron Fist. Um, he talked about facing the dragon. It even showed him go into the cave and like see the eyes no. or whatever. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. No, they never talked about it. He just said there was a dragon, and in I think it was episode six when. Davos picks him up off of the uh, off of the rocks. He has that the tattoo of the dragon burned into his chest, and he yeah. looks into the cave, and then that's it. Like they'd never show him go into the cave. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't say they showed it. I just I think you mentioned it a couple of times. Um, I don't remember exactly the wording, but I definitely got the sense that it happened. No, yeah, we know that it happened. Plunging the plunging the hand into the heart or whatever, but yeah, they they never. They never talked about how it happened, just like, uh, you know, I fought a dragon once, whatever. There was a dragon. Jalo the Undying. And then that was it. They just kind of, like, touched on it, and they're like, ah, we'll get to it later. Right, right. And now they're finally addressing it. It's just like, it sounds a little crazy. Sure. And to show that it sounds a little crazy, here's Luke Cage uh, listening to it and telling him about how crazy it actually is. Yeah. Um, well, on that note... Feel like, feel like we've covered this episode. A lot of crazy things happened. Um, the hand has Danny. Uh, yeah, the like, hand has what, Danny. What stick, happens now? Stick is dead. Um, Alexander's dead, and I feel like Electra maybe even even more ruthless leader for the hand. Um, but yeah. I don't think that the rest of the hand necessarily trusts. I uh, definitely doesn't trust her. But I don't think they fear her the way they feared Alexandra. So. I think we're gonna see maybe a maybe a revolt of the other three fingers. Yeah, there's only three left. We got Madame Gao and Bakudo and um, God, what is his name? Moonbear guy. Moonbear guy. He he hunts the wolf. <laughs> Apparently, he does. We'll just call him he that hunts the wolf. <laughs> No. All right. Moonbear no. guy it is. All right, everybody. <laughs> we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. 
<laughs> if you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or uh, call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, find our Patreon at patreon.com slash mcucast. We'll only ever do one paid post per week, even if we do, like, eight episodes like we're going to do this week. Uh, we only ever do one paid post per week, so uh, check that out. Um subscribe, throw us a few bucks and there's some cool rewards there Uh, we will talk to you guys soon it's Murakami until next time true believers Moonbear guy